Hey, we got a couple of things that uh, we're doing today. Stu is here, and it's a Monday, so, you know, you don't expect the desk to be in. So Stu is here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're I, agree. Gonna, I agree with that analysis. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, uh, first of all, the 101st Airborne going in, what happened with President Z. If you didn't see it. Also, we only got to talk about it once today. Terrifying, terrifying video of Biden. I, I think just checking out in the middle of uh, of an interview. You're going to have to be a lot more specific than that, Glenn. Well, there was another uh, one where he checked out where he was being asked about um, uh, the the bill to be able to, or the, the executive order mm-hmm. to just erase student loans. Yeah, people are like, hey, is Joe Biden lying? Is he just incoherent? I, I think my worst case scenario is actually they just told him it was a law. Yeah. I think it's possible. That is exactly his, what went through my mind. I think it's possible his aides are just like, yeah, no, it passed the law. It passed by two votes. Yeah. Because he said, oh, we passed that. And it, it was close, but it passed by two votes. What? Like, I think him blatantly lying order. to the American people is the best outcome. Like, that's the best we could hope for. Is he's just straight out lying to the American people. Like, that's the best outcome for our country. Because if, he, if he's either so incoherent or... He's actually having his aides lie to him, and he thinks that's what occurred. All of these are much more disturbing than him just being a liar, which we already know he is. We also uh, went in to try to understand exactly how is this working. All of these policies seem kind of anti-human between abortion, climate change, all of them. And Joe Biden is doubling down saying climate change is the most important thing. Why? Well, we did a little Google search uh, of abortion and inflation. We give you the results today. It's remarkable. And Stu talks about what's happening in China. Again, remarkable on that. So much, so much. You don't want to miss a second of today's show. Yeah. By the way, subscribe if you're listening to the podcast right now. Of course, we appreciate that. Rate and review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. I will say on the China thing, too, we had additional uh, stuff on that. Some of the documentation, the background of it, you can get uh, on the Studios America podcast as well. If you subscribe, it was last Thursday's program. All right. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, listen up. Listen up. You can get out of pain. There is something that may be able to help you. I don't want to say it will, but 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. I didn't think this stuff would work for me because it's natural. You know, it's got, I don't know, tree bark in there or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it's tree bark. Stuff that never works for me. And ibuprofen doesn't work for me. Nothing. So I tried this, not expecting it to work. In three weeks, I was like, ah, I don't think this is working. And I stopped taking it. And all of the pain came back. Oh, boy. It was helping then and even more so now. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Drug-free, natural way to get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Um, let's. Uh, by the way, hello, Stu. Uh, let's Hi, let's start with this. Now, Stu has not seen the uh, video. Uh, he has only seen. Uh, he's only heard the audio. And I urge you, if you happen to be watching us on Blaze TV, to quick look at your screen during this clip. Otherwise, uh, listen to it and find it sometime today because this is truly remarkable. 
Cut four. Joe Biden. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that. uh, That I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important. Holy. Okay. now that could have been edited out. Yeah, that's a probably at least a two camera shoot, maybe a three camera shoot for the president. And they could have easily edited that out. NBC did not. The interview had to go, uh, Mr. President. So I think it was probably edited a little tighter. Yeah, I was going to say the 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 pause visually seeing it, you see him sort of slump over and look like he's falling asleep. Yeah, where the pause in length when you don't see it doesn't seem that bad. doesn't seem as as long as mm-hmm. it would take for a person to say, "Mr. President," like, right? Like it's always like, why did he jump in at that point? Why didn't right? He, you know, maybe he was being pensive. And I still think that it is too short. Um, I still think that that it it was edited. Yeah, because they cut they yeah. cut the shot right mm-hmm. when that happens. Correct. But I I think almost more disturbing is what happens after. Yeah, where he he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, what? How is there any other way to explain okay. this? The only other thing no. I can think of just watching it is maybe Jill Biden is vo- is vocally opposed. Oh, stop it. To him um, running. Stop it. No, I'm serious. Like, yeah, like, no, not a chance. I don't think so either, but like yeah. it almost he almost answers it as if Jill is like Jill wants to murder me. Right. She knows I'm completely senile. She doesn't want me to run again. Right. But I want to. Uh-huh. Um okay. Let me give you a first of all, this what should frighten you is that NBC ran that. Mm. That's clear and could have been edited out. That is something that I think somebody in the in the editor position went, guys, we have to leave that in. I bet you there was discussion on that. Just take that out. No, guys, I'm telling you, we need to leave that in. We have to at least, we can't say anything, but at least tip off a little bit there's problems here because there's not a real reason to to leave no. in the the idea of whether jill thinks nope. it's like like that's not a, nope. a vital news story uh-uh. they left that in because they wanted people to see it, it yes seems like. that's yep. terrifying okay now i'm going to give you a prediction and then i'm going to play the audio that will will verify that what i'm saying is coming is coming um this remember democrats always have a always put republicans and people against you know the marxist in a lose lose every time winning isn't really winning because they've already planned on losing you know so both ways no matter way how it turns out they win the republicans i believe are going to uh sweep this election I think they're going to do I think it's going to be pretty dramatic. I could be wrong, but it could it could be pretty dramatic. And any way you cut it, Republicans are going to be in control. I think of both houses, but definitely the house. If they even get the house, that will slow down everything in Washington. Nothing's going to be passed. Nothing's going to be passed um, with this administration. If they get the house and the Senate, the same thing will be true. What's going to be said over the next two years, mark my words, 
They have denied this entire time that we're in a recession. They've denied that inflation was even happening. Once the GOP takes Congress, all you're going to hear about is how the Congress and the Republicans have destroyed the economy. And they will begin to highlight it. And you will see it on television everywhere. Just, I, you know, we should have this and just clip this part and we just play it at the top of the hour in about a year or so. Just saying, hey, remember how bad it was before and they were denying that there was ever a problem? What you're hearing right now on, on radio and television, it's all still a lie. It was headed towards the bottom before the election. Here's Joe Biden. Let's go cut six, please. Republican leadership in Congress has made it clear they will crash the economy next year by threatening the full faith and credit of the United okay. States. Stop. For the- they will crash the economy. Huh. That's funny because that's what I think uh, the Biden administration is doing uh, right now. Now, let me give you a couple of other things. That's, that's a big one. I mean, he, you, he's quite clearly telling you he knows this is going to happen yeah they're going to i'm telling you now no joke uh they're going to crash the economy mark my words mark my words they will blame it you have to be clear-minded and know it right now Mm. um let me give you one more and then i'm going to give you a uh i'm going to give a lineup of some things that are that are coming our way that you have to be aware of Okay, first, another very disturbing video. This one was bone-chilling to me. President Z kicked President Hu out of the Chinese Congress, if you will. These are all of the party leaders. And in the middle, all of a sudden, two guys come right next to President Z, and they grab President Hu... Right after the vote went down to make President Z kind of pretty much a dictator for life. And uh, President who is sitting there and all of a sudden these two guys come and they try to get President who out of his chair. And he's like, what's what's going on? It's disturbing if you watch it. Can we can we play it while I'm while I'm describing it? So they grab him. And no one, notice, no one is turning around. No one is looking. Okay? And uh, he's standing there, and he's fighting. He's like, I'm not going with you. I'm not going with you. They're like, just come on with us. Come on with us. He's resisting. He finally grabs on to President Z. President Z doesn't even really look at him. Just says something. And notice, not a single soul is looking at him as he leaves. Not one. Not one. The guy has been disappeared, but he was disappeared. The minute those two guys came to him, it was like he was invisible. No one even looked at him. President Z is sending a message not only to Chinese, but also to the world. I have complete power, and I don't care what you say or what you do. I don't even have to hide it. Now, 
he did say, the Chinese press did say, President Hu was feeling really poorly and needed to be escorted out. He didn't know, though? He didn't know he was feeling no, poorly? No, he didn't know. And it was nothing that a bullet to the head wouldn't cure. <laughs> He's feeling much, much better now. Okay, one more story, and then I'm going to tell you how it all fits together. The 101st Airborne Division has just arrived in Europe to support the NATO allies. This is the first deployment of the 101st Airborne in Europe since World War II. Let me say that again. It's the first time they've been deployed to Europe since World War II. Okay, alrighty then. By the way, uh, in uh, in Vladimir Putin's uh, Russia, dissent is now treason. Just want you to want you to know. So if you if you dissent now on war, it's treason. You're going to prison. That's good. That's good. That's good news. All right, <clears throat> let me explain what's let me explain what's happening. And what's coming? The Biden administration. And the Treasury and the Federal Reserve, uh, places like BlackRock, all the big institutions with the Great Reset, they have all positioned us into a place to where um, we are extraordinarily vulnerable, economically extraordinarily vulnerable. So you know, they've done this, they've done this all because... um, Uh, Because of climate change, they say, just so you know, the California wildfires have canceled out nearly two decades of emission reductions, 20 years of emission reductions gone because of the California wildfires. So, you know, uh, there there is um, uh, a lot of predictions out, but one I saw this morning um, from PC Mag. It said one of the predictions is by 2025, without sustainable AI practices, AI will consume more energy than the average European country, offsetting any environmental gains that AI creates by 25%. So the world needs more energy, not less energy. And anything that we're doing and saying, we've got to stop driving to see grandmother. That's not going to make any difference. In fact, it's already been wiped out. And then I take you to the CNN story where they are blaming our pets now for climate change impacts. And thus, our dogs, CNN, our dogs now have to start eating insects for dog food. Okay? This is where we're headed. They have put us into this place not for climate change. But to change the way that the world interacts with itself and who makes the money and who has real control. The only way you can get to uh, a world where no one owns anything and they like it. That's that is from the World Economic Forum. By 2030, you will own nothing and like it. How do you make that happen? How do you make that happen? Well, you can take some money away. You can make laws that make it 
flitter away. But if you're living in a, a constitutional republic, you can't get everybody down to zero. What you can do, however, is destroy wealth. You can destroy all of it. And with your governmental policies, you can shift that wealth, put it back into the banks, which is also putting it back into the hands of the United States government, because the United States government owns most of your mortgages, America. Did you know that? So they've put us in this situation to where we're, we're on the verge of an economic collapse. Biden is going to start blaming the GOP. So let me give you a quick story of what's coming. And I don't know in what order. So I'll put the election first. But election. Chaos in the streets. War. Economic woes deepen dramatically to the point, if not past the point, of collapse. When these things happen, voices like mine, like others, will be censored. We will not be able to tell you really, truly what's going on because we will be fomenting panic and trouble. That's what's coming in your next year, I think. And if you are prepared for it, you will know. And here's how you prepare for it. We live in different times. We are in a very dark period globally. I would ask that you would join me in this. I'm really against all killing of any kind, any person, any organization, any, na- any nation, including all wars. I refuse to play the apocalypse game. Even if even if Satan himself has taken the souls of every Russian and set them against all the Christians, and I'm not ruling that out, I do not believe my God wants me to murder them all. This is a war not against flesh and blood. This is his war, not ours. And I don't want my kids in it. I don't want my friends in the world's war. I don't want anyone in it. And I won't support the world's war in any way. I don't like paying for it either, but. I'm also I'm also leaning towards being against the death penalty now because I think they're going to find some way to think people like me need the death penalty, too. So until we get out of this really dark period, I'm I'm against that. Now, does that mean I won't defend my family against a violent threat if it comes to my house? Oh, no, 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 it doesn't. Mm-mm. As the Constitution prescribes, if a family member of mine is in danger, you come to take my children into danger. Yeah, I'll defend my children. But I will not quench Satan's thirst for what is coming our way it is already have you seen our have you seen what's happening in our cities right now have you seen the the death homicide rates surging in major cities run by soros backed da's 
St. Louis, 19%. These are, these are uh, homicide cases per 100,000 residents. July through September, 19. Kansas City, 14. Detroit, 13. Baltimore, 12. New Orleans, 10. Milwaukee, 10. Are you kidding me? Shootings in Chicago this weekend, 52 shot, 11 fatally shot. Violence and the thirst for blood and man's love for man is waxing ice cold. Don't get caught up in it. Stay true. Stay focused. Stay calm. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. It's almost as if the Democrats have a different goal, isn't it? <laughs> I almost spit out my drink as I you know, said that. I yes, know. it almost it is that almost way. almost feels yeah. that way. I don't know what it could be. But. Right. Well, let me tie a couple of things together. Um, do you remember when Stacey Abrams, a couple of weeks ago, said something incredible about inflation? Listen. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Okay, stop. Mm. Now, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I never thought I would ever hear an American political party declare the answer to inflation is to kill your kids. I mean... Now what she's saying? Abort your way to prosperity. Right. Now, Mm -hmm. if you want to understand that, I want to play something that was said this weekend from President Biden. Cut three. The biggest thing is, though, that we have to change what we are. Those things that are affect the environment. Okay, I barely understood that, but Mm -hmm. he was saying the main priority here is the environment and climate change okay now how does that explain what stacy abrams said <laughs> about to give you a decoder ring so jason lead researcher on my staff when he heard uh stacy abrams say that he decided to google two words inflation and abortion let's just roll the dice let's see what's happening you wouldn't believe what Google p- uh, pumped out. Activities relevant to the study of population policy for the United States. You see, long before the cult of climate change and before there was the, uh, the global warming, there was global cooling. But before there was global cooling, there was the population bomb. Okay. This is about, you know, early 1960s. Progressives were all on board with the cult of population control. This is American eugenicists. Okay. 
They were respected by progressives and tyrants all over the world. These were the guys back in those days in the early 60s. These were the same guys that had come from Germany that were doing all kinds of experiments. And uh, they were respected for their their knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we started to read the memo and I I think it reads like a script from a horror movie, but it reveals what the left truly stands for. Whether they remember their origins or not, I'm going to just give you this memo. And I, I, the first part is directly from the first page, and I want to quote it exactly. This memorandum is responsive to your letter January 4th, seeking ideas on necessary and useful activities relevant to the formation of population policy defined as, as legislative measures, administrative programs, and other governmental actions that are designed to alter population trends. So right off the bat, kind of makes you wonder, wait, was the abortion thing really, was that about women's rights? Or was it about some post-apocalyptic strategy to control population? Well, it appears that at the time they blamed American families, but not all families. Just families they wanted control of. Okay, look at the listen to this quote. To justify an explicit U.S. policy now of encouraging a specific universal limit on family-sized as distinguished from proposals aimed selectively at welfare recipients and racial groups. Wow. So listen to this. The minorities, the poor, that's who they were targeting. The people on the left claim to care about the poor and minorities. Kind of makes you wonder about LBG's, uh, LBJ's Great Society, right? And his war on poverty. Makes you wonder why the real effects of ensuing massive welfare state ended up making people poorer and breaking up families. And those families, those mothers being single, now having to have abortions. Wow. The memo goes on to mention a mass wave of contraceptive handouts was the preferred method. But, this is the part I find interesting, quote, effective uh, contraception is efficiently distributed to all those who want it and if abortion is available on demand as a backup measure so abortion on demand was not even their their main plan it was the backup plan but i thought it was about women's rights now here's where we get to the stacy abrams weird comment about inflation and abortion it references inflation as something that goes hand in hand of full employment and thus to accept relatively high or at least not preventable unemployment levels as necessary, yet more women enter the labor market under conditions of full employment and the relationship between employment of women and lower fertility seems well established. An examination is needed of, in effect, the question of how much inflation could or should we risk to achieve lower fertility. Let me unpack that here. For one, they wanted women in the workforce, not for equal opportunity, but because, as it says in this uh, study, women tend not to have so many babies. So fertility goes down. And they thought that all of the women uh, getting jobs might spike inflation, 
which it did. The price of housing doubled. You had two incomes now. So everything doubled. So they figured we have to measure this, the party of virtue. The memo comes up with an attachment that listed other proposed measures by population control experts. Now, it never said that these were actual plans by Planned Parenthood. These are other proposals that they included. Restructure the family, postpone or avoid marriage, alter the image of the ideal family, compulsory education of children, encourage increased homosexuality, educate for family limitation, fertility control agents in the water supply, encourage women to work. Now, these are a few and they get nuttier and nuttier. Now, I'm not saying that Planned Parenthood planned to do any of this, but it shows to what lengths the academics were willing to go. Fertility control agents in the water? How many Democratic flag bearer issues can you find in this memo? Compulsory education of children. How many of us have wondered why they are claiming their kids as, or our kids as their kids? And they will, they do not want you and we excuse it saying well they don't want to you know because the unions the unions are blocking it because then they'll lose the jobs is it is it that why are they ramming sexually explicit comprehensive sexuality education into our school is it encouraged increase uh, encourage increased homosexuality because that's what it seems like the lgbtq2 plus i lobby is is fighting they want more homosexuals. It's not you want rights. You got okay, you got rights. You won that. Why are why the hypersexualizing of kids and exposing them to drag queens in schools and libraries? Why? Educate for family limitation. Who's wondered why they've destroyed they they've shouted destroy the nuclear family? Encourage women to work. Isn't workplace gender discrimination illegal? So what's the fight really about there? Regarding the education, they keep referencing both kids and families. Check out this quote from the full memo. Quote, in this area, it seems particularly important to distinguish between education and indoctrination. Whatever may be the merits and effectiveness of truly a truly educational effort, an indoctrination campaign may well have the only negligible effects on fertility values, but may provide unintended support in building public opinion, which seeks legalized compulsory fertility control for selected groups and I'm quoting, particularly welfare recipients. The admission here is insane. Indoctrination, they admit, has its bonuses. Especially on poor people. Google the words until they change the algorithm. Google words, abortion, and inflation. You'll find the whole memo. So when I played cut three from Biden, play it again, please. The biggest thing is, though, that 
We have to change what we are, those things that are affect the environment. Okay. Have you noticed that the policies that they are pushing put the environment over people? Right now, common sense would say, we're about to go to war with Russia. We must have oil. We've got to open up oil fields and pumping and gas lines. You've got people that are going to freeze to death in Germany and all over Europe, and they won't open up and full power their nuclear power plants. Why? Why? It's almost like it's Malthusian. It's anti-human. Yeah, not a lot has changed. Not a lot has changed. This is Planned Parenthood in the 1970s. This is what they were saying behind closed doors. Good heavens, what are they saying behind closed doors now? You know, when you look at what they're talking about for the environment, that we're just not going to make it. This is, this is what they said when I was growing up, except it was global cooling. Then, later, it became global warming. Then, when it was cooling and warming, they were like, oh, it's global climate change. But they told us in the 60s, and remember, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world grew up with this ideology that you've got to control the population. There are just too many people. People even my age don't really remember the population bomb as people in the next generation do. That was a big part of their life. It's very pervasive still to this day. Yes. I'll never forget you doing an interview with um, William, William Shatner. Shatner. <laughs> do you remember this? Yes, I do. And it was a really good interview. You guys had a great conversation. He was funny. You know, you guys had a good chemistry. It was great. And at one point, he just kind of blurts out in the middle of the conversation that, like, we have to stop the population from growing and goes into this really Malthusian sort of rant that obviously was very central to his belief system. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't just a, a flippant thing. No. And he kind of expected you to just go, yeah, I know, there's just way too many people. And you did not. Uh, I kind of feel like that's the opposite of our goal. And maybe this is why I feel so you know passionately about life, as I know you do, and yeah. why the other side is so for taking innocent life before it's born. This idea that like I my goal is not to limit the amount of people on in this on this globe. Like I think it's a really good thing that we have a lot a lot more people. That more people are surviving longer, that people continue to be born. Like, I mean, these are weird things to feel like you need to say out loud, but it is a major point of disagreement between the two arguments that we have in this in this world politically. I want more people to be alive. I That's want crazy. more of them. That's crazy. More. And you know, this this happened in World War One too. They actually talked about reducing the surplus population uh with world war one world war one it's going to kill some people but it's going to really yeah. kill it's going to kill all the right people the people we want to be killed 
you know, all those, you know, suffering in poverty and and those undesirables, they're the ones that are going to get killed, not our elite families. Uh, And this this idea of population control has been around for a long time. Me, because I believe the soul is sacred and I believe the soul. It's not like somebody's just printing up soul after soul. They each come unique you know this if you have children each of your children come out with their own personality okay and i believe that those souls are sacred and need a body and we're gonna we should do it and we'll figure out a way to deal with it and that might be eventually colonizing another planet it may be but i I don't know i have this weird optimism that you know the the world will provide like this is (laughs) there's a plan here I know, no, this I know. is crazy. But like, I think the world can provide for the amount of people we have on it. And you know what? It seems like every single time there's an increase in people, we wind up coming up with really amazing innovations to do much, much more for so many more people. Unless... It's, inc- it's incredible. Unless society is controlled by the, uh, a big government. Those who want less people on yes. Earth. And it is always that way. Big governments always end up in the hands of people who want less people. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Carol, please tell me there's, there's, I'm reading too much into this. Please tell me, please tell me. So this has been a little bit of a Nancy Drew mystery for me, Glenn. I saw this uh, Bloomberg piece as well. And it was a little bit of a head scratcher. So I'm going to take you through some of the things that I found and hopefully we can piece this together. Okay. This is really weird because I, I mean, I went to some really big brains that know this kind of stuff. No one had an answer for me. Okay. So I think so. I'm going to wrap it in a bow first and then I'm going to walk it back. But I think this is the short term trader mindset versus people who have a long-term view on the world. So this is short-termism versus Mm long-termism. So the first thing that we have to understand, the first thing I did is went, oh my gosh, all of this gold is flowing east, or where is it coming from? So is, is, is our central bank that dumb that they're selling gold? So I pulled up a chart of central banks and central banks have actually been net buyers of gold for most of the year since April, which is the same time period as the chart this April to August. They have pretty much everybody is a purchaser of gold. There's almost you know, just a Including tiny us? little bit of selling every central bank in the world, which means that we're even if we're not purchasing it, we're not selling any. There's almost no net sales. So that means our central bank isn't the one that's selling this. So we'll take that off the table do you is this uh, here's what i couldn't figure out either is the treasury the same as the central bank (laughs) does the central bank have all of the treasury's gold so (laughs) so they're they're probably not but let me walk through where i think this is coming okay okay all right so the second piece i went to is the consumer market And consumers seeing what's going on with inflation, understanding that a recession's here and that it's going to get worse next year, have also been buying. And by the way, we can't supply them. So both here in the U.S. as well, particularly in the East, much more in the East, there's been an additional premium. And so I'm going, what's going on here? What you have to understand about the market for gold is that the prices 
for the gold that you, when you call gold line to buy your gold, like you and I do, Glenn, you're buying physical gold, but that price isn't being set by the supply and demand of you and I buying it. It's being set by the futures market, by these traders who are trading contracts. And all, the, all of these derivative products, the options, the futures, they are so much larger than the underlying product. And yes, if this sounds like a familiar story, it is one. But the, the, the research estimates put the side of these futures market at 200 to 300 trillion dollars of value being traded when but the underlying no, supply no of gold... Yeah. The underlying supply of gold is like 11 to 12 trillion dollars. This is so why I say all the time, <laughs> don't buy paper gold. Don't do it. it. Don't do it. it. You will be worthless in the end. Exactly. So let me tell you what's happening. So these traders are looking just not at what's happening in terms of the physical supply and demand, but they're looking at, you know, little blips on their screen and they're saying, oh, well, historically, when we have a, a strong dollar, that means that's not good for gold. So we should probably get out of it as the Fed tightens their monetary policy. They have gotten to the point where they these crazy traders are actually net short on gold, meaning that they have sold more than they have. And this is only the third time since 2014 that this has happened. This happened in 2015. It happened in 2018. And what my researchers have told me is both of those times, as you can imagine, when you have all of these shorts out there, but this crazy macroeconomic environment, it is prime for a short squeeze. And that has set major floors and there has been huge rallies in gold. So once again, we have the financialization of a product, a product that is very important to us, mm. um, you know, being bastardized by Wall Street. And what happens in China and in India and in other parts of Asia is that they're smart. They go, well, the price is falling. We should load up on it. Buy low, <laughs> sell high. So they actually create a floor for the, the price of gold because they know they can get it at cheaper prices than it, it's actually worth. And so they go in and they load up on it. And that's the tenor of what has been happening here, which is just complete insanity. So my speculation, it's that institutional investors gold that is flowing because these traders are you know doing the same thing that the traders always do. They're being short-term grubby greedy and not looking at the bigger macro environment. But then that means that we're doing that. That we as a nation are 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 we're going to be the opposite of the big short, <laughs> right? We're we're I mean, selling when we should be buying. So the good news is our central bank, um, our country has, and it, again, this is if this is true, right? So I'm just going to report what's being reported. I can't, I did not go to Fort Knox and verify that the gold yeah, is actually there, but we actually have the most gold in the world per, by a country. I don't know if I Amazon. believe that, but they say, they say that is 85 or 84. 8,100 tons. 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 Yeah. How much is that worth? I knew you were going to ask me that question, and it was Monday, and I, my calculator wasn't big enough. Uh, <laughs> so, try it. It's a lot. Because I, I look at it, I, and I, I think it's 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 in the two or three digit trillions. Give me the number one more time. It is uh, eighty one hundred tons. Eighty one hundred tons, which is thirty two th about thirty two thousand ounces per ton. Okay, thirty two thousand ounces per ton. Yeah, and gold is trading at about seventeen hundred dollars an ounce. Right. So how much is 
if they say we have this, uh, to me, it makes no sense. But seventeen hundred dollars <laughs> an ounce, you said. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Try to figure here. it out. I know. Hold on. Uh, okay, here we this go. Are, this is a lot for a Monday, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, four hundred and forty billion dollars plus. No, 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 billion. It's got to be more than. It's got to be higher than that. It's higher than that. Yeah. Said, well, it's got to be trillion. Was, you said yeah, thirty-two thousand. You. See, I mean, I'm going by your numbers here. Thirty-two thousand so. ounces. Yep. Per times eight. 32,000 times, times 8,100 8, 8, times 1,700. Times 1,700. Right. So I'll do it again. Uh, 8,100 times 32,000 times 1,700 is, let's see. Okay. Yeah, 440 billion. No. So again, I think maybe you're. Is your, are you sure about that number of thirty-two thousand ounces per? I don't know. My I, will, I will look at. I will look at. Look it up. Too right. low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's way too low. Mm-hmm. It's it's got to be in the trillions. It's got to be in the trillions. Ounces to tons. It, it's pro- it's probably somewhere I would say between four hundred forty billion and a trillion dollars. I don't I don't know from just from the because again, like you said, it's it's just the central bank piece of it. But at any rate, wow. the, the U.S. the U.S. has more. Than um, you know any other individual country, the eurozone as a group actually has more than the U.S. And on a you know sort of tons to GDP you know value standpoint, um, you know we are you know we are we are not quite at our GDP, but we're in a sort of good position. Um, the only ones that are really stacking up via their GDP is the eurozone and Russia, and now China is starting to continue to add to that. So. Um, you know, it's it's a very strange situation, and it's also a strange situation, Glenn, if you think about the fact that the traders are doing this based on quote-unquote dollar strength, because they are looking at the dollar's strength versus other currencies, but they are not looking at the dollar's lack of strength at home. The dollar is not strong when you go to buy your groceries or you go to pay your rent or you go to heat your house. And so that is the challenge. That is what we are. When we go and we buy physical gold, that's one of the things that we are protecting against, this continued debasement in the value of the dollar. So there really is a setup here potentially for you know, some sort of a squeeze or even the collapse at some point here of the paper gold market, which means then eventually things would change to going off the, the actual spot price, the, the, the supply and demand, which is how this should be based to start. Okay, so I should not be worried that Bloomberg's headline is gold's great migration sends bullion rushing east. No, I think you should be worried. And I think the reason that you should be worried is because the people in Asia are taking a, a long-term, long-term view okay. and the people in right. the West are not. And that is going to come back to bite us. And by the way, usually this ends up flowing back when the price goes high in the past it has flowed back, you know, because, of course, we're going to buy it at the higher price. Right, which is so stupid. No it makes no sense. But the people I'm talking to who really know this stuff say not this time. This is We're in a new financial world order. Something is going to shift here. And so don't expect that flow to come back the other way. Wow. One yeah. last thing uh, with you, Carol, and I appreciate your work on this because I, I couldn't I couldn't make heads or tails <laughs> of this. Um, and our gold situation is so not transparent in america um it's a travesty it, it really is something is. needs to change with this market yep. it does. um the um uh, the other question is we just sent the 101st airborne uh over to support nato uh the pentagon said this weekend we are ready to we're ready to go to war if we have to go to war with uh russia and ukraine 
what what does war mean to our economy if if it starts with Russia? I mean, you know, there's obviously a bunch of layers of different scenarios, depending on how bad it is. Um, certainly the defense sector will be doing very well. Um, and it's just a question of, you know, how much since it's being fought over there, you know, how much of what we're doing ends up being disrupted or does it end up being something that looks more like the recent wars that we've had and, you know, Afghanistan and, and the like. So I think it really depends on the scope. But certainly, you know, if we get into a big escalation here um, and this, you know, becomes something that is like a, a, a world war, a true world war. Uh, I think we can all, you know, pretty much not take a, a big leap of faith to guess that that is not going to be a good sign for our economy, particularly at the time when the economy is breaking down and the Federal Reserve has been taking steps to damage the economy, to do that, quote unquote, demand destruction, to create higher unemployment, all of those things. Um, you know, not that there's ever a good time for war, but it will just exacerbate those issues. Okay, um, I would love you to look into uh, something else. Um, right now, Biden is saying the GOP is going to collapse the economy. What he's what he's saying is they're going to shut down the government. But that is a lie. You can shut the government down, pay your bills, and not go uh, defunct. Can you I not? Would, I would love them to. I mean, that's the best thing ever. Uh, when they shut down the government, then they can't spend any money. Right. Uh, he is basically setting this up because he knows yep. that the Republicans have a strong chance here, and he knows that the economy is going into a worse position. So he's basically setting up the blame yes. for the things that he has created. He's right. already pinning it on what is going to happen. Right. I'd like you to look into how the government actually pays its bills, and you don't you don't go into default if you're a nation. Um, if you if you shut down, there are ways to do it so you don't go into default. So yeah, we can stop we can, the scare and we tactics. Can, and we can bust this. Um, you know, I have this great deficit myth when you have a one point four trillion dollar yes. deficit on forty percent more spending. Would love yeah. would love to chat about that. With yeah. You. Okay. Good. Thank you very much, <laughs> Carol. We'll have you on maybe later this week. We'll cover both of those things. Uh, Sounds great. That's Carol Roth. You can uh, you can follow Carol uh, at 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 Carol Roth. Uh, uh, carolroth.com slash Glenn is uh, where you'll be taken to her page uh, where you'll find all the information she does with us. Carolroth.com slash Glenn. At any point, I am willing to commit okay, to the idea I, that 8,100 times 32,000 times 1,700 is 440 billion plus. It does not seem like enough, does it? I, does it? I don't know. I mean, I, no, I mean, I know the math. It's a lot. The math is the math. But I kept, I kept looking at that and I was... I was I, I wasn't. I don't know what you're saying. What, what do you mean? You're driving in the car and doing this? And no, I, not me. <laughs> Wait, you're. But I. Hmm. But I, I kept looking the number, and I'm like, I, I can't even. That, that, how many? How many digits is that? I. I, I <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you shouldn't be looking at the number I while should, you're I driving. I'm not. I wasn't. Please, of authorities. Not. Na, 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 na.